from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's your favorite week of the year on the golf calendar, Joe. It's Masters. Oh, boy. I can just see the excitement on your face. That's why I take. That's why I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I off. know. That's why you're not going to be here. Don't bother me. I'm watching golf. That's what I do. You're betting favorites. Joe talks golf. Hell yeah. Your betting favorites are Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, seven to one, and of course, Joe, the other person that everyone is excited about, Tiger, Tiger Woods, Eldrick Woods, seventy to one. You're going to put a little change down on Tiger. 70 to 1. Why, why, why? Why why are we doing this? 70 to 1. Why are we doing this? I mean, the scratch off. Uh, what? If he's, if he's ever going to win anywhere again, let, isn't it going to be there? Let Tiger live, man. Well, I'm excited just to see him play. I think that's it. Yeah. Be excited to watch him play he the, made the cut last year. Cool. But this idea that, oh, no, you know, I, I'm picking Tiger to win. Those odds actually stink. <laughs> they actually well seventy to one. Like if he wins, it'll be more than that. <laughs> well, sure, but what I'm getting at is why is it seventy one odds? Probably because it's Tiger Woods and people are putting money down on Tiger Woods right. because they can. There's yeah, a- like Harold Varner is one hundred and forty to one. Who's more likely to win, Tiger or Harold Varner? Harold Varner, probably. Harold Varner. <laughs> so anyway, I find the whole thing kind of funny. I, the other thing that I, I find interesting about the matches this week, it's going to be all of the. The live golfers, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that's going to be the thing that, I guess, how, how are they doing? Uh, are some are some people having some second thoughts, right? I think there was a report over the weekend about the exit. If you wanted to leave after signing a contract with Live Golf, if you wanted to leave Live Golf, apparently it's like two or three times your signing bonus to get out of the contract. Because, I mean, let's be real. After the controversies of last summer, have we really talked about Live Golf at all? Um. Uh, not really. No. Not Other really. than their terrible ratings. Yeah, the ratings have been a struggle. Yeah. Uh, your boy, your boy Brooks Kepko won the Live event this week, which has gotten some people fired up to see BK. I, I do think the Live golfers will play better in this major than they have in last year's majors. I do think some of the brouhaha's kind of died down over to over to Live Golf League. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So we've got a first moon crew in 50 years put together and nasa nasa announced this today uh four astronauts are going to fly around the moon late next year including the first woman and the first african-american assigned to a lunar mission uh that first woman is christina Koch. she actually went to nc state Uh, She earned a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering and Physics and a Master of Science degree in Electrical Engineering. Also is a product of the North Carolina School of Science and Math out in Durham. I'm pretty sure I was at NC State at the same time as Christina. I have no idea. Anyway, my brother is also an NC State grad, and he's in aerospace engineering. He actually works for Boeing, and he's, like, super hype about this. He's like... Like, wolf pack, here we go. But then he also uh, had this to say to me. And he's like, hey, man, did you see where an NC State grad is going to be on the next flight around the moon? I'm like, okay, cool. And then he just goes, something, something NC State can do, all the cool blank, except win a major sports championship. Think about that, Joe. 
My brother got it, it does track though. My, my brother got me to think. I go, you know, you're right. NC State, NC State grads are all out there, man, doing some really cool stuff. Literally going around the moon. Okay. But you can't win an ACC title. What's going on here? Would you trade that? Would Christina trade that? We're gonna have to track her down when she gets back, or, or if we can talk to her before she goes to the moon. It's like, hey, what if we told you that if you, instead. if instead of going around the moon, instead of fulfilling your lifelong dream, no, I think she's gonna take the moon trip, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Now a second moon trip. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay, shout out to my guy Marco. Apparently, I was at WKNC the same time that she was a photographer at the technician. Yeah. So there you go. Was she at the Was she at the technician 100 thing? Now she's probably too busy uh, getting ready for a moon flight. <laughs> she's out there doing real world. Yeah, things. Joe. Here's like <laughs> you, a technician product. Me, NC State student media. I was at WKNC. You and I are here just blowing hot air on the radio I at from KNC as well. Come on, give me some. That's credit. right. You did work at KNC. She's literally going around the moon. We all have our roles to I play. I guess so. Joe. I guess so. All right. Next up. One, two, three. All right. I'm, I'm sensing a theme now, Joe. Did the Angels? How did the Angels lose today? <laughs> the Angels played two games while we were not on the air. Do you know what they did? They won. They won them both. They beat the A's 13 to one on Saturday while we didn't have a show, and then they beat the A's again 6-0 on Sunday. However, last Thursday when we were on the air, the Angels lost. So tonight's a big test. They are at Seattle in the first game of a three-game series. We'll see what happens. Not a Shohei Otani start. He'll start on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll keep track of the Angels and how they do when we're on the air and when we're not on the air. Did you see the worst beat potentially I did not. in all of baseball on Saturday? Maybe even for this calendar year. I did because you know I, I have no I money know. on baseball. I, so I no. know. All right. So the Orioles and the Red Sox. Dennis, do you have the clip? Did I send you the clip? Let me pull the clip up real quick. Okay. okay. So I'll set it up for you. The The Orioles and Red Sox have been playing, and they've been playing these, like, knockdown drag-out games, high-scoring games. Uh, Orioles win day one. Day two, they come back, and they're down to their last out. The, the Red Sox pop out to left field, Joe. The Orioles' left fielder has the ball in his glove, and then it drops out of his glove, giving the Red Sox extended life. If you had money on the Orioles, as you know, what was going to happen next was the Red Sox were going to hit a walk-off home run. And sure enough, they did. Here's the Orioles' broadcast crew, though. I think this is the actual mystery Masson crew, which you can't listen to here no, in North Carolina. They don't exist. Jim Palmer's on this call, too. But I love, I love the straight play-by-play guy going... It's only it's only game two. However, this is this is awesome. Tying one is at first after the error. Duvall cracks it to left field and it is gone. The Red Sox improbably have won the game on the second home run by Duvall. A devastating and demoralizing defeat. Only game two, but it hurts a whole lot. Only game two. Routine fly by McKenna gives the Red Sox life, and Duvall beats Bautista on a ball that just snuck over the yellow line over the top. 
career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. So only game two. Only but game two. Already. Uh, Orioles won the first game of the season 10-9. That was a 9-8 final. Then yesterday, 9-5. So the runs were a flying in that old AL East matchup. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Friday, we were doing the show from the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. It was the day after the Carolina Hurricanes had been caught flat-footed at the end of their game against Detroit. They end up losing in the last minute, last second, literally. Now, the Canes have been on the positive end of those, those buzzer beaters. They just got got. Uh, they took the foot off the gas. Marty Nate just screened his own goalie. The rest is history. And at the time, I was like, look, it's all good. Canes will bounce back. That's what this team does. Sure enough, that's what they did this weekend. Blanked Montreal, got a nice 2-1 win over the Islanders. Here's Adam Gold, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. Fellas, I got two minutes for turnabout is fair play in the Hurricanes 2-1 win over the Islanders last night. How many times do we sit around and lament the fact that, insert name of Carolina Hurricanes goaltender here, let in two soft goals and that's why we lost. Ilya Sorokin's one of the best goaltenders on earth. If Andre Vasilevsky isn't the best goalie in the league, then it's Sorokin, in my opinion. And don't you know, the Hurricanes, down a goal in the second period, got a softy. Islanders will give it away in the neutral zone. Mason to Puglia Yarvi. Puglia Yarvi drops it. Kokinian, he shot, he scores! It leaks through Sorokin! And Carolina is tied it at one! Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi's 15th made it 1-1. Then in the third, coming on a two-on-one, Sebastian Ajo was the obvious option for Jordan Martinuk, and I think Sorokin was leaning that way because he left a whole lot of room on the short side, and Jordan Martinuk made him pay. And now Martinuk could be a two-on-one development. Martinuk with Ajo, who's a... Jordan Martin up to beat you. Seriously, Carolina played another really good game. Third straight game that looked exactly like that. Two of them produced wins. The first against Detroit produced a bunch of mistakes and a loss because Freddie wasn't great. But the Hurricanes weren't great defensively either. That's the blueprint for the way Carolina has to play. Have the puck a lot. See if you can get two or three goals. Don't make mistakes. And by the way, Anderson played pretty well last night. Go figure. It happens. That's Adam Gold. That's two minutes. Check out the Canes Corner podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If the playoffs were to start today, Mm -hmm. and we still have six more games. We do. It would be the Canes versus the Islanders in round one. Which would be a good matchup for the Carolina We've seen that one before. Yes. The Kings have had success in the Islanders yes. in the playoffs before. You talk you talk about how styles make fights, those types mm-hmm. of things. The Canes and the way they play versus the Islanders actually would be beneficial. 
I think most people understand they don't want to see the Rangers again. The Islanders right now are a point ahead of the Penguins. So the last wildcard team will play Boston. Boston's the number one seed all locked up. So Canes have three points right now on the Devils to be the uh, top team in the division. And they have a game in hand over the Devils as well. We were talking about before the show today. Dennis came through the cubicle area. And I'm, you know head down trying to jot down some notes and, and Dennis what, what did you say to me Dennis about the Carolina Hurricanes going in the playoffs why not go with the two goalie rotation in the playoffs so here's why what I, here's what I think we've decided we spent a good chunk of the time in the regular season talking about what Joe well it's is it a playoff like a game? playoff is a like playoff like game. atmosphere so yeah. and, we, and we try to read into where the Canes are based on these playoff like Games. Matchups, yeah. Okay. So what if when we get to the postseason, we try to convince the Canes that it's a regular season-like game? It's not the postseason-like game. Just think of it as game 83, game 84. It's just a Tuesday night in Raleigh, man. No big deal. And as to Dennis's point, just treat – there doesn't have to be the guy to ride the rest of the way. Just treat it like you would a normal regular season game. Oh, Ronta was okay. We'll put him back in. Ah, you know what? Let's call Kochek. Well, Kochekov's going to be the third goalie anyway. Freddie Anderson, you go today. It's all good. Maybe that's the trick. Have a have a theme night during the playoffs. Right? I'm okay with theme nights. I'm not sure that this random goalie roulette is going to work. Though. Hey, if it, if it works during the regular season, why wouldn't it work in the postseason? It trick does. The, look, it's the sample not, size is larger over the regular season. It's not like the Canes' postseason success is tried and true, but their regular season success is. No doubt. So sports psychology tells me that if you can convince them that this is just like any other game and they decide to do Marvel Superhero Night on a Tuesday, Star Wars Night. If they get to May 4th, why not? Hey, why not? Yeah, kind of have to. That'd be Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, why not do celebrate an early Halloween? Bring the kids onto the ice to trick-or-treat after the oh, game. Kids Day was the best day oh, of the year, by the way. do Kids Day! Yeah. And watch it happen. Watch the Canes get to at least the Eastern Conference final. Convinced it's going to work now. Next up. College basketball. We had a championship game last night that delivered the spicy goods. Will the men's do the same? Next. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash nc. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Uh, shout out to Chase Jernigan, who suggested they should do goalie bobblehead nights during the postseason, too. They've been doing all these bobblehead nights during the regular season. 
Might as well, right? They look nothing like the players, by the way. Yeah, you're convinced it was some generic bobblehead warehouse where they're just painting I think the, that's, the jersey number and I'm, name on the back. I'm pretty sure they're going, yeah, it's close enough. Paint it canes and put the number on it. Simple as that. Kind of like, like RBI baseball, everyone's a little the bit. same. Oh, I mean, like the Sebastian Ajo one? You saw that one, right? Maybe they thought it was the other Sebastian Ajo. Maybe it was. Shout out to Mike Maniscalco last night who constantly had to remind people, the Islanders Sebastian Ajo. The Canes is super tough. That's not fair. Super tough, man. It's like the Jalen Williamses for Oklahoma City. Meanwhile, you got Wade Minter, who also has to differentiate between the Sebastian Ajo and Sebastian Ajo. On the penalty. On on the penalty. So, tonight, we got the NCAA championship between UConn and San Diego State. But before we look ahead to that matchup, we go back to last night, where there's, I I don't think it's possible for the men to provide the level of storylines that the women's tournament provided this season or what we had last night between Iowa and LSU. There's nobody flashy and as controversial as Kim Mulkey on the sideline today. No, and there's no monster like that South Carolina team that they were chasing down. And there there hasn't been an individual star like we've seen in Caitlin Clark. What I find what I find interesting is every not all sports have to be discussed the same way. All right. Just like, you know, we talk about hockey differently than we talk about the NBA, then we talk about Major League Baseball, we talk about the NFL, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Not everything has the crossover mainstream success, but I do feel like the women's game has crossed the Rubicon with last night's championship game because I keep seeing the same refrain, you know, because I follow ESPN and I monitor ESPN while we're here in the studio and things like that, and there's a consistency from the shows today. It's that... Man, why are we talking about the post-game antics when we should be talking about a great game? And I'm thinking to myself, well, the game itself wasn't that good. Well, the game might not have been that good, or we can talk about the greatness of the NCAA tournament, but that's not the point. Why should we be talking about the women's game any differently than we talk about the men's game? I feel like the women's game arrived last night because we spent all day today like we would in a major sporting event on the men's side, where we're obsessed over officiating and something that happened at the end of the game. Tell tell me how many Super Bowls or championships or whatever where the next day nobody's breaking the, nobody's breaking the game down. They've sunk their teeth into the periphery stuff. Officiating sucked and we had a quote-unquote controversial moment. I feel like, "Hey, we're talking about it like we would everything else." And that's an arrival. What did they really have though? Personalities. Yes. You know, and, and that's the thing that's missing in men's college basketball are these personalities. We've talked a lot about tough teams. I've talked a lot about the death of pretty basketball on the men's side. That's you have all of these things on the women's side. The way that Iowa and South Carolina played was just an old school chess match. It was really it was fascinating to watch South Carolina, the unbeaten number one, going for another championship with Don Staley. And they're, you know, she's a polarizing figure herself, but she's a great coach. I thought she had a great game plan, but sometimes your teams get a little tense in that moment. The stage, even for the champ, the stage was too big. Mm -hmm. And the way that Iowa played and dared them to play, I knew they would struggle with LSU because of Kim Mulkey would be able to see what they were doing and plan for what they were doing. And unfortunately for Iowa, you give up 102 points, Joe. The, hey, I dare you to beat me becomes, oh, you just beat me. <laughs> exactly. You don't give up 102 points by accident. So there's a there's a larger conversation that's been taking place with the, the, the rise of women's college basketball. And it's something that 
I think we've been pointing out, you've certainly been on this the last couple of years on a local level when it comes to the ACC, because we talk so much college basketball throughout the year, and there's a, a lament as to yeah. the state of the men's game. Oh, well, game. they have a transfer from Winthrop. Oh, they have a transfer from Northwestern. Sure. Oh, I can't keep track. Well, but- <laughs> if you want continuity and you want organically built rivalries where there's some actual heat and some stakes at play between NC State and Carolina, well, watch the women's game. And again, I, I, I will consume non-local things like a typical sports viewer, right? When NC State, Duke, and Carolina were in the NCAA tournament, I watched their games, watched them get beat. It is what it is. But the reason why I kept finding myself gravitating back towards the NCAA tournament games on the women's side was because of Caitlin Clark and because of South Carolina and this monster matchup that was taking place on Friday night. And then yesterday was the same boat. I was doing some stuff in the yard and I realized what time it was and I went, oh crap, let me settle in and watch this game. That's where women's college basketball has hit. And I think that's great because we've seen some really compelling matchups. Continuity, familiarity, matters and to circle this back to the men's side of things if you strip the the transfer portal transfer transfer portal out i do think that the men's game will eventually start to see this going forward you've likened it to these are college players angel reese has been on a couple of podcasts today i saw one clip earlier today where she talked about how she stands to make more money playing college ball at LSU than she would in the WNBA. It's also really hard to get into the WNBA. It is. So let's take that back to the men's side. You want to see the future of the men's side of college basketball? Look what's going on with with the women's side of college basketball, where an Armando Baycott's going to make a heck of a lot more money playing at North Carolina this upcoming season, and he he did this past season, than he would playing in the NBA, getting a second-round pick, or you know, kind of traversing around Europe. And he actually will be viewed. He will be seen. Yeah. There will be a familiarity there. And I think we're going to see more of the same. Look at Duke, right? The fact that Tyrese Proctor's coming back, the possibility that Kyle Filipowski could come back, all right? These things, to me, are good for the college game, and a lot of it has to be the thank you goes to name, image, and likeness because you can actually make money now playing college ball, and people who like college basketball benefit from Above this. Above board, make money. Yes, yeah. Within the rules. Within the rules. Yep. Within the rules. I think that's good all around. So if you want to see the future of the men's side, look at just what happened the, and play The only out. issue there is the the Caitlin Clarks, you know, the Bukers, Boston, the top-end players are going to these schools and staying at these yes. schools. The reason you don't see the Blue Blood Final Four from last year mm-hmm. is because the, the best players are now not all of them. Not all of them. But some of them, a handful of them each year, and more of them each year, are skipping college basketball altogether. And that's where, that's the part of name, image, and likeness these schools need to try to get on top of, even though I don't think there's enough money for all of them no. in the same way, but, right? But to your point, you're going to get a lot more Drew Timmies. You're going to get a lot more Armando Baycott. Good college players. And I think there's something to that. Yes. You want good college players, whereas before you wanted pros. I'm I'm not sure the math works the same way now. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year primary care and urgent care under one roof, multiple locations, virtual visits, walk in or schedule an appointment online. 
from annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.